and welcome to the Promethean Perspective Advent Series. We are delving into the Word of God here as we continue to expound upon and explore the love letter that our Lord has given us through the Holy Scriptures, particularly during the Advent season. So we are in the second week of Advent, the second Tuesday in Advent, and we are continuing to just cultivate a place in our hearts and our minds so that when Christ comes in the Christmas season, He will have a place to rest and to remain with us throughout the entirety of the Christmas season, but just throughout the entirety of the year. And a way of really drawing close to our Lord and preparing a proper place for Him is knowing what He actually desires, who He actually is, what He actually wants to say to us. And a beautiful way of doing that is delving into the scriptures, which I often call God's love letter to us because that's truly what it is. It is a love letter of God assuring us of His mercy, assuring us of His forgiveness, assuring us of His desire to be totally and completely given over to us so that we may have eternal unity with Him. So today we are going to be going through the readings and doing a short little reflection on them and then giving us just a little bit um, more spiritual food, if you will, for the journey. So come along and we shall delve into today's readings. Okay, so welcome back to the Promethean Perspective Advent Series. As I mentioned, we are going to be going through today's readings. So let us begin, as we should, um, all things through, with, and in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A first reading according to the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 1 through 11. Comfort. Give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end, that her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she has received from the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our soul. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill shall be made low. The rugged land shall be made plain, the rough country a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and the people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken, A voice says, cry out. I answer, what shall I cry out? All flesh is grass, and all their glory like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower wilts. Then the breath of the Lord blows upon it. So then the people is the grass. Though the grass wither and the flower wilts, the word of our God stands forever. Go up unto a high mountain, Zion, herald of glad tidings. Cry out at the top of your voice, Jerusalem, herald of good news. Fear not to cry out and say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. Here comes with power the Lord God who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. And like a shepherd he feeds his flock, in his arms he gathers the lambs, carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. A Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 96 The Lord our God comes with power. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all you lands. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Announce his salvation day after day. The Lord our God comes with power. Tell his glory among the nations, among all peoples his wondrous deeds. Say among the nations the Lord is king. He governs the people with equity. The Lord our God comes with power. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and all that fills it resound. Let the plains be joyful and all that is in them. Then let all the trees of the forest rejoice. The Lord our God comes with power. 
They shall exult before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule the earth. He shall rule the world with justice and the peoples with his constancy. The Lord our God comes with power. A gospel reading according to the Gospel of Matthew, <laughs> chapter 18, verse 12 through 14. Jesus said to his disciples, What is your opinion? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, will he not leave the ninety-nine in the hills and go in search of the stray? And if he finds it, amen, I say to you, he rejoices more over it than over the ninety-nine that did not stray. In just the same way, it is not the will of your heavenly Father that one of these little ones be lost. So today is the Feast of St. Ambrose. He was a bishop of Milan. He's also celebrated as a doctor of the church. And his life really does exemplify, through his own conversion story and such, the reality of God's presence in people's lives and what he is continuously calling us to, eternal union with him, eternal love with him. So if you're not familiar with St. Ambrose, I encourage you to do some research on him, particularly because today is his feast day, and I assure you that you will be very inspired by his life and by his conversion story, but in particular, his pursuit of sainthood despite it all. So in today's gospel, we see, particularly in chapter 18, verse 14 of the gospel of Matthew, we see where Christ is speaking to his disciples, and he says to them, In just the same way, it is not the will of your heavenly Father that one of these little ones be lost. Now, now the reason why we're going to really be reflecting on this particular passage, this particular verse, is because in this statement, Jesus is stressing in the parable of the lost sheep that the shepherd leaves basically the, the entirety of his flock, except for one, and he goes searching for that little one. But the parable also goes on, and Christ relays this with just such tender love. And you can just see that in the in the gospel passage, just the amount of love that he shares this particular parable with, because you know that he is indeed speaking and referring to the flock of his children within the within the beautiful body of Christ within the church, that he would leave all to go after the one. And so this parable goes on to state that if he finds it, amen, I say to you, he rejoices more over it than the ninety-nine that did not go astray. And the beautiful, stunning reality, my dear sisters and brothers, is that we are all one of those little ones. And and to many of us, it may seem very unfair, very odd, that the shepherd rejoices more over one lost sheep than over 99. But this gospel passage enlightens us, because if we understand that each and every one of us is a lost sheep, only then does it make sense. And so as we continue to ponder this particular parable that Christ shares with his disciples, and oh, how simple and short it is, it is essential that we reflect upon the shepherd's very intimate and deep desire to find the one. If we love our Lord, we must love what he loves. His concerns must be our concerns. His efforts must be our efforts. His diligence must be ours. He is so concerned and tireless and diligent in seeking out the one who is lost. This is the same care that God has for you, that he has for me, and that we are to have for each other. God can utilize us to go out and find the one sheep who is lost. Of course, in correlation with our free will and our choice, to recognize that we first have been found, that we owe it to our Lord out of immense gratitude 
that we, at one point or another, maybe we still are, lost sheep. And that he found us. He left the 99 because we mattered that much to him. And by the way, he found you worth dying on the cross for. We have to be concerned with what he is concerned about. We have to leave all and go after whatever Christ is asking of us. And so today's gospel passage really leads us to the reality of reflecting on that one lost sheep. And being lost in sin is not a pleasant experience. You and I both had that experience of being lost or, or being the one that's strayed away from the 99. Or perhaps we know the one that is strayed away from the 99. Sin brings fear. It brings division. It brings confusion. It brings anger. But if we turn our eyes upon the good shepherd in the midst of all of that, he will always give us hope and will always say, I'm coming for you. You may be the little lost one, but I will leave all and I will pursue you and I will rescue you. He never, ever gives up on us. Who are we to give up on him? Christ will restore in us the hope that we need to care for others just as he cares for us, to search for others, to search for other lost sheep just as he searches for us. And when he finds us, he is so delighted in that. And we too must share that delight with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So we end with a prayer as we should always. Lord, in the midst of our lostness, in the midst of our confusion, in the midst of our division and despair and sinfulness, turn our gaze upon you. Turn our ear to your gentle voice. Permit us to trust you sincerely and deeply. Allow us to seek you above all else. May we always trust in your persistent and diligent love for us. Your authentic love that permeates all other things. That is eternal and that pursues the one lost sheep. Jesus, enliven our trust in you all the more so we continue to prepare a place in our hearts and our minds for you to be able to rest when Christmas comes, for you to be able to rest and remain. We ask this through the intercession of your beautiful, immaculate mother, Mary. We ask that you would align our hearts to our blessed mother so that we could love you just as she did, so we could sacrifice all and follow the will of God just as she did. We also ask the intercession of St. Ambrose, today is his feast day, that we would be able to pursue sanctity and sainthood just as he did. We ask all this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, God bless you, my dear brothers and sisters. I pray that the Lord is just continuing to draw you ever close to his beautiful and tender heart during this Advent season. And I will join you again tomorrow for another beautiful reading and reflection on the love letter of our Lord. God bless you all. Thank you.